And welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And as always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee, the gaming brew. I do have several different ones as well on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. Let's get to the number one category in the leisure category. But this week, I'm going to be talking about GPU sales 20-year low. It's been down. Interesting. Metal Gear Solid might might be some announcements there. Stalker 2. NVIDIA accidentally basically showing off the RTX 4070 Ti. The one that was probably supposed to be the 4080 that they decided to get rid of. Escape from Tarkov. Pokimane's idiotic statement. Why G4 actually failed. And then kind of like my hopes for 2023 is going to be my main topic this is going to be a fun one because it's almost the new year yes tomorrow is new year's eve sunday is the actual new year so happy 2023 if i don't get to see you but also happy friday as well but let's get on with the show Mmm, that's good. All right, and again, happy 2023 and happy Friday at the same time, but looks like Metal Gear Solid producer says 2023 will be have many uh, announcements, so this could be a new Metal Gear Solid game. We don't really quite know because Kojima has basically left to do his own thing, which is completely understandable because when you do a series for so long, you kind of want to do something else, so... Let's hope it's something new. Let's hope it's something interesting. Maybe with the original Metal Gear voice actor. I'm not saying that Keith Sutherland wasn't great, but I kind of miss the old one. But it should be interesting to see what they're going to actually do from here on out since the last one was kind of brought back in in time again. Are they going to go in the future? Are they going to go back in time? What are they going to do with this one? How are they going to deal with the other games and how they were written, are they going to be completely rebooted into a new, basically, I guess, timeline of their own? It should be interesting to see where this is actually going to go, but I'm actually quite excited to see what they're going to do with this and how they're going to deal with not having the original creator doing it anymore. All right, moving on to, well, NVIDIA accidentally confirms the GeForce RTX 4090 4070, excuse me, TI specs. So the 4070 is supposed to have CUDA cores, 7,680 CUDA cores. Base clock is going to be 2.61 gigahertz. It's going to also have 12 gigs of memory size. It's going to be the GDR6X as well and can do 4K at 240 hertz or 8K at 60, which anything that says they can do 8K, just don't believe because there's, it's not there yet, to be honest with you. Even with AMD's great things as well, it's not there yet. Even though they're a little bit better positioned to do 8K stuff because of their new, I guess, display port one, not the 1.4, but the 2.1 display port, they can actually do it a lot better. But the graphics cards aren't there quite yet. So the 4 gig or 4K, I should say, is the best way of doing it. But it should be interesting to see how well this compares to the AMD lineup 
if they're going to be doing lower end, which I think they are lower end type of cards. But this looks like this was supposed to be the other 4080 that they decided to not do because they were actually smart this time and decided to hold off on that because why would you make two different types of 4080 cards that are one's worse off than the other? But yes, they are going to be coming out with a 4070 Ti. So if you're on the lookout for it, look, look for that. But I would be interested to see how well this does with the 7600 when they actually come out with that one or the 7700 for the AMD part of it as well because they already have the 79 they already have the 7900 lineup but they got to do the other ones as well so should be interesting to see how well this stacks up and what we're going to go with this moving forward but it looks like it's set to launch on the 5th so next week be prepared for the launch of this about next Thursday it looks like so be prepared for something like this to come on the horizon but yes it was accidentally leaked but it looks very similar to the 4080 12 gig. So I think they, what they just did is they, they re, basically rebranded it as the 4070 to so the 4080 because the 4080, two 4080s was a complete confusion and would have just made no sense. Now the price is supposed to be around $800 on this one. So it's still expensive, but this is what you pay the price for NVIDIA and Getting an MSRP is what I always say to do because it's not great to not get an MSRP whatsoever. All right, moving on to DLSS 2.5.1. It disables the built-in sharpening and NVIDIA tells develop developers to use the NIS sharpening going forward. So this is more of an SDK in the back end, but it looks like interesting to see what they're trying to do is saying, look at, don't use this, use this instead, because it was debuted in the patch for Portal RTX, which I still probably have to download because see how well it runs on my 3090. I do not have a 4090 because A, I don't really feel like I need one, to be honest with you, even though it'd be nice to have the LSS 3.0. The main reason why I'm holding back is because there is no... DisplayPort 2.1 and still the 1.4, and I will not get something that's 1.4 at a astronomical price. That's just ridiculous. But it looks like they should, if you're going to be using it, use the NVIDIA image scaling for this one. This is supposed to help with better sharpening on the pictures than previous using sharpening techniques. So, yes, that's what they said. Use it says it arguably is a superior sharpening technique and can also provide a cross-platform non-RTX hardware fallback for upscaling. So this may be kind of a thing to help with FSR in that type of a way. Not really quite sure how that is, but they're saying that the NVIDIA image scaling works with GPUs from all vendors, including AMD and Intel, and is open source. So one of the few times NVIDIA does open source because DLSS is not open source. Most of what NVIDIA does is rarely open sourced, but this time it is. So this should help with just image scaling for downgrading because DLSS does downgrade the image and then upscales it to help with frame rates, renders, and all that other fun stuff in the background. But Let's see how well this actually does. This is still kind of a new thing they're doing. So kudos to them for the open source 
I actually would never expect an open source from NVIDIA, but kudos to them. All right, moving on to a very interesting thing. Desktop GPU sales hit a 20 year low. It looks like the injury industry just shipped about 42% fewer discrete GPUs than previous years. Now this discrete, now this is kind of like hearkening to around the 2005. Now the early 2000s discrete GPUs were not good. They were actually pretty terrible. And nowadays discrete GPUs are actually pretty good for the most part. They'll get the job done, but prior to that, no, they didn't at all. Now this is a lot of factors within this is just kind of just what's going on right now. So the cryptocurrency or the crypto industry, just Ethereum doesn't really use GPU binding anymore. Also the world has opened up. So people aren't stuck in their homes. They're not really trying to upgrade as when I was trying to upgrade my PC last year, people are not trying to do that as much. Plus the, it just seems like it's, it's, it's a weird time because I mean, for example, for desktop GPUs, I use hot stocks and I'm not trying to buy, like I said before, I'm not trying to buy any of the new graphics cards right now. Cause mine's fine, but I get a ton of notifications for the new NVIDIA GPUs, which last year or the year before I would have gotten maybe one a month. If that it was really difficult to find any GPUs last year. Now this year I get a ton and it's mostly 4080s, but I get a ton of notifications Buy get this, buy this, buy this, buy this, get this. It's in stock. Hurry now, hurry now, hurry now. And that's interesting because the dichotomy between 2021 and 2022 is that there are a lot more GPUs available to buy than previously. But there also is another thing is that people were waiting for the newest AMD and NVIDIA GPUs to actually ship and developers or people or system builders were using discrete GPUs to actually build their systems because they're just trying to clear inventory. If that, so there's a whole different like convoluted way of looking at this because it just fell because of just different factors, but this could also be a bigger underlying factor in that people aren't willing to spend as much money as they were before, maybe because the recession for some is coming or is already here. I'm more on the take that it's already been here. We're just now seeing more of the side effects, but I think there's a convoluted thing of prices are getting very expensive. People are more than willing going to be start saving next year quite a bit. So it's not going to help as much and just, just nobody really wants to upgrade anymore because of last year. So those that wanted to upgrade cause they're waiting a year, which probably was, was very smart of them decided to get it this year, which helps you quite a bit. And so you're buying at a good point because no one's trying to upgrade right now. Or very few people are trying to upgrade right now as before. So we're seeing that little, I guess, convergence of different types of market factors that are happening because I still get updates for the new AMD CPUs as well. Now I probably should do Intel to see how well those actually come in stock, but I get a ton of notifications from hot stocks just from all that stuff. It's like a hundred or more a day, which is 
really astounding to me because before it was not even close to that whatsoever. So I would keep a lookout on, again on like next quarter and seeing how well that does and how that works. Because if we see, keep on seeing decline in GPU sales, there's something there. All right. Moving on to stalker two. Yes. I watched the trailer. It said made in Ukraine because that's the cool new thing to say. I'm not saying that the war isn't terrible or we shouldn't really care about those that are in Ukraine. Just, it's this weird, like virtue signaling, like badge for some odd reason, but the developers really good. So this looks very interesting. I did see the trailer. The trailer showed a little bit more of combat. It looks very stalker ish because it's by the same developer that did the original ones. And I'm, I'm very excited for this one. Cause I, the stalker franchise has always been a great franchise to actually play. And this is just no ex- exception. Graphics are heavily more updated than the original ones. So I'm looking for just a modern take on what Stalker was supposed to be and a little bit more open worldness, not just going into different types of zones because that's previously it was just going to different types of zones, which I get it. Time technology couldn't do a big open world. Looks like this one's a little bit bigger, a little bit more expanse. Don't know if there'll actually be loading in this one, but it is something to look out for. Now it's coming to game pass in 2023, which is always a good sign because if you have game pass, you can actually do, you can actually play this without buying it or you can buy it later if you actually like it as well. But uh, they're saying it's a huge borderless open world, whatever that actually means. Cause there's eventually borders. You can only go so far as the map is, but borderless. Sure. But it, like I said, looks very fun. Looks what escape for Tarkov was because Docker, I think actually really inspired escape from Tarkov to be what it is. So we'll see how well this actually plays out. All right, moving on to escape from Tarkov. Actually, there's a latest update that brings streets of Tarkov and Twitch drops are going to be incoming. This is patch 0.13.0.0. And this will be a fresh new wipe. So for those that were doing it, yes, there'll be a wipe. There's improvements on the co-op PVE mode and new content. Like I said, the streets of Tarkov. This is basically going to be new maps, a new section of the city to the extraction looter and new content can be found in the, at the insertion of Prominsky Avenue and Kilmoff Street. It includes a new hotel, factory, residential complex, car dealership, and more to explore and loot. Escape, to, Escape from Tarkov was interesting because it kind of it was what bred the Call of Duty DMZ type of genre or type of mode, I guess is the best way of saying it. But this kind of bred a new type of genre for the first person shooters where if you go in, you die, you lose everything unless you're insured. But still, if someone takes it, you you still don't get it back. So it's be careful, watch your corners, watch your back. If you're by yourself and try to loot. I mean, if you can't, well, that's the breaks, I guess is the best way of saying it. Now, there have been calls that it's full of cheaters, which what is it nowadays full of cheaters, especially on PC. So we'll see how well they tackle this issue because if you don't tackle the issue, people will not play it as often because they don't want to deal with cheaters. And I don't want to deal with cheaters either, but I like where they're going with this. I like the 
the variation of new maps. So it should be interesting to see how the community responds to this. All right, moving on to Pokemon, because apparently I can't get I can't get around of not talking about Twitch influencers. Seriously, I'm, I'm gonna say this: stop listening to them. Like, first of all, they're not the brightest in the tool shed. They're a lot smarter people online, and this is not one of them. Now, I'm gonna sh play a clip of one of her streams where she is very vague on like what actually. It should be, I guess, banned or or criminal to her. So let, let's let's play this. I would like to facilitate the creation of legislation that holds people accountable for the actions that they do online. I don't know if I should get into the details because it might rattle some folks. But yes. Okay, she goes on from that. I'm not really going to do the whole clip, but she goes on from that. But a little vague and a little like, so so you want to ban speech. Because that's basically what it is. Actions usually online are consisted of speech. Now, Kotaku came out with an article basically helping her out and saying she was talking about revenge porn, which is already illegal for the most. It's, it's illegal in 50 states. Like you can't do that. There's laws for it. She clearly doesn't understand how to actually, how it works to create laws. So I'll talk to somebody, the leg the legislators. I mean, so first things first, yes, it's bad if you do that. Second thing is usually when you give someone nude photos, you are at the mercy of them not sharing it with you. So it's always a good idea to not do it. You have a responsibility to a certain extent. Should you share something or not? Now, if they get online from another third party or source because someone hacked you, well, you could also say use a password management system that's not LastPass and deal it with that way. But there is some type of responsibility for you. If someone asks you to share intimate photos, say no, that's better for in person. And that deals with a lot of that. Now, People are people and sometimes they can be terrible and do it without your consent. And that's another issue. But the way she was talking about this is not just revenge porn. It's just really anything that you do online. It's like, Ooh, that's bad. But who is the one saying it's bad? Is revenge porn bad? Yes. That shouldn't actually never happen. I'm not I'm completely against this. However, she didn't really say that in her clip and now people are trying to come to her aid being like, no, she meant this. I'm like, mm, she, it seems like she meant more than that. It just, this is the easier one to actually do. Well, of course we also have Hassan Piker basically chiming in saying that cops are hardly the most empathetic or competent investigators of gendered violence. Why do people, why, why, why listen to these people? These people are the dumbest people I've ever known. Hassan basically is a communist, but he's heavily been showered with gifts of wealth through capitalism. And he says text the rich, but he's actually the rich. 
but no, he understands cops and how cops are not really great investigators of this. I'm pretty sure you're not a really great investigator either, but because you actually, uh, you actually like a ideology that's never actually produced any great society ever since it's been around, but no, clearly you understand how this stuff works, but like these people are not the smartest. Stop listening to them. Stop, stop it. They are not the, the pillars of intellectualism. They are the pillars of stupidity. Stop. Anyways, moving on. Two, YG4 actually failed. So it seems like it was a convoluted mess of YG4 failed. Yes, it was because probably of Frost's completely brain dead response, but she seems to have a knack of just killing things off. But it also was a few other things. One is because of proliferation of Twitch and YouTube. There's a bunch of different and podcasts as well. A bunch of different solo creators doing their own thing without the need for a giant television network. And so it, it just didn't really work. There was really no reason to actually have it. And they were always behind on reviewing things. I know I haven't reviewed things in a while because I've been busy with other things, but I still like to talk about the business side and gaming in general, but it just seems like it was just, it, there was no real understanding on why G4 needed to be rebooted. There was just the nostalgia feeling. But even then when that happened, it was like we had, we had Adam Sessler become a raging hater for conservatives. We had, Frost hating men because they thought women were pretty and they didn't think she was pretty. And I'm sorry to that you feel that way, but people have preferences. And it, it, I never really felt like there was a reason why I should watch this. Like, why should I watch this again? There's no real point to it. And you need to have that hook, that niche on why you should actually watch this show. And I don't think they pick the best hosts on it, especially Frost. Probably not the best one. The completest, I really had no reason to dislike, but Herb was probably a bigger one. Also, just the the, the PR nightmare that they created, like Blair Herd one of the top people of G4 saying, well, if you don't, we stand with her. If you don't like what she says, then don't watch. And it's like, do you really want to tempt your supposed audience with saying don't watch the show so people won't watch the show because that's, that's a little weird that you said that. Now, here's the thing. Here's how low, let's see if I can find it. The rating was for this one. They had a thousand viewers during the time period of 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that was from... November 2021 to October 2022. A thousand. That's not good at all. Now let's take into account the ratings were just above. G4 was just above rating of Pursuit Channel, which which ranked 120th with the 2,000 viewers prime time. And the foreign manga region sports being more, which was 124th or 3,000 viewers. Comedy.tv had 4,000 viewers. And Clio TV had 12,000 viewers, same time frame on that one. And just to put it in perspective, 
most watched cable news shows was MSNBC at number three at 1.208 million viewers, ESPN at number two at 1.915 million viewers, and Fox News at number one at 2.330 million viewers. That was way, way below. Now you can you didn't even get a fraction of that. You got like less than one percent of those viewerships. No wonder no one they canned it. If you cannot generate viewers, there's no point for it. And the problem is, is that when it was originally on, there really wasn't a YouTube type dedicated thing where creators were doing their own type of news shows. Podcasts weren't that popular. Twitch wasn't even around. I think it might have been Justin TV. And so you had all this stuff where there really was only cable TV to watch the tech news, to watch the gaming news. And now you have now in 2020, 2021, 2022, YouTube is big. There's a bunch of different creators doing this type of thing. Twitch is big. You can watch people play the games and podcasts are big and you can hear people talk about this stuff. So it just didn't really make sense. And they didn't really have an understanding of where they should be in the hierarchy of this. And it probably should have been tooled better for the current age. All right, moving on to my hopes for 2023. 2022 has been a very interesting year, I would say, with new video cards coming out. Not really, just really hitting that mark. We had... Battlefield 2042 finally hitting its stride. Took a while, but it finally hit its stride as per dice, as always. We also had Call of Duty Modern Warfare come out. We also had Warzone 2.0 and just kind of just a, not everybody happy with it, but not everybody hating it as much. And then going back and being like, the old ones were better because of movement or whatever. And we just had a, it was an interesting year. Witcher 3 next gen update came out as well. So it's an interesting year of different types of things. We've got a war Ragnarok and it was, like I said, again, an interesting year. So my hope for 2023 is, I'm going to say this again, but I really hope that strategy games come back into popularity. I, I miss I mean, we had some, we have Dune Spice Wars, we had Warhammer, the Creative Assembly, we had Age of the Empire 4 a couple years ago, but I really want to see more of that, more open, I guess almost like open world type of strategy games. I know Homeworld 3 and Company Heroes 3 is going to be coming out, so we have hope there, but I hope for more of that. I hope for more... More better single-player experiences. I think Sony has proven to a good degree that single-player games do work really well. And I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for Overwatch 2 to finally get its act together. Because, to be honest with you, it it's alright. It's not great. It's not something I really want to play all the time. And it's just one of those games where I'm like, well, I'll play it if I feel like it. But, yeah, it's just... I just really don't feel like it's hit it, it has hit there quite yet. They've just had too many problems. Just some of the old characters from the original one, just being a little too overpowered and like redistributing that type of power is just, it's getting a little old. I'll just say that I'm hoping for new IPs to come out, old IPs that to come out as well. I'm hoping for Dragon Age to finally come out. I'm hoping for Mass Effect to finally come out. 
in 2023, I might be holding my breath on those, but I'm, I'm hoping for those to actually come out as well. I'm hoping for kind of cloud gaming to finally start starting to hit its stride a little bit more. It's still in its infancy. And so we're not really not sure where this is going to go, but we still have some very big winners. We have Xbox game Pass is a big winner. I think GeForce now is a pretty big winner on that one as well. So I'm, I'm hoping for those to actually come out. I'm hoping for, I guess, better integration with, with the steam deck. I think steam deck is great. I think it's probably one of the best handheld PCs for gaming out there. I think, it, I think it, it, the utility of it hasn't been unlocked quite yet, but I'm hoping to see that further down the road. If that's steam deck Two. that's steam deck Two. but I'm hoping to see just further integration with it as well. Oh, you can see on more of the gear front monitors with 2.1 display ports, capture cards with 2.1 display ports as well. So we can actually get higher on that way. V1 be being come the dominant encoder for everything because it's usually the better one as well. Hoping for AMD finally hit its strides on the graphics cards and actually trying to compete a lot more with Nvidia down the line because they're just not quite there yet. I'm hoping the gaming industry to get its act together and care about stories. The problem I have right now is their stories are just not good. A lot of times they're focused way too much on identity politics and not actually caring about the story, care about the characters, but not in a superficial way. Make characters interesting. You make characters interesting. They're going to do a great many things for you. If you make characters terrible, People don't want to play them. Again, I'm going to hark back to Sony, but Sony has done a good job of actually, for the most part, creating really great characters and really great games and stories that come out of that. I'm really hoping for that to finally come to fruition and for just woke identity politics to finally be rejected outright. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't work. Nobody likes it. and It's all very superficial. I'm hoping for better creators to come and be more influential in the space. I know we have all these ones, but they're very superficial. They really don't read books and don't actually spend time actually understanding topics. I'm actually hoping for that. One can hope one, one can, one can hope on that one. And I'm just really looking forward to what new careers are going to come out next year as well. I think there's going to be a lot more new ones. I think they're going to be a little bit more exciting and maybe finally for TikTok to die. I'm just kidding about that one, but seriously, China is spying on us on that one. But all in all, I'm just looking for a more holistic and post pandemic, better games coming out. The problem with 2020, 20, actually 2021 and 2022 is that we were still in that pandemic phase and we still saw too many games with too many bugs and just awful, just not good. Like it was terrible. Battlefield 2042 is a prime example of pandemic games and they just were not good. So I'm hoping for just the pedigree again to come back to pre-pandemic era where we actually got, for the most part, pretty good games with most of the bugs figured out and just a good... A good loop on the gameplay is the gameplay loop where you just want to kind of keep on trying again and again 
And again, even though it's the same thing over and over again, it's so good that you want to try again and again and again. I really want to see that. That's why I'm hoping Overwatch 2 gets to act together because it isn't there yet. The feedback loop, the gameplay loop is not there yet. And for this channel or for this podcast, I'm hoping to do videos. I'm also hoping to do actual interviews with marketing PR people, maybe some other business people within this industry and kind of bring to life the background of it. Cause I don't think a lot of gamers understand the background or the back end or the behind the scenes of what it takes to make games, what, how marketing is done, how all this stuff is done. So I'm hoping for that as well. So stay tuned for 2023. It's going to be interesting. And again, I do wish you guys a very happy new year and a prosperous 2023, regardless of what happens in the economy. But as always, Thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. And let's get to the number one spot in the leisure category. All right, guys. Stay safe. Have a happy, safe 2023 or game on if you need to. And see you next week. Later.